I don't know. Maybe it's just me then, because when I whenever I get whenever I'm like near oh, someone yeah, that you, smokes, you breathe. I'm just like, nose, God yeah. damn! I know with my whole mouth, I'm just, ah, I'm just trying to pores, eat the whole yeah. puff. It smells good, but mm. I know I know I'll probably die quickly if I start smoking Crack cigarettes. Head. So. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy's just smoking outside the mall, and you're just like, "Hey, bro, can I get oh, so, can I get hit of that?" Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't need the cigarette; just blow into my face. <laughs> Please, sir, can you just blow into my face? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing with your hands there. All right. Good thing we don't record that. What is going on, my weaving weebats? Welcome back to another episode of the Weeb Power Hour, the show where we have a roundtable discussion on the latest news and topics in the anime and manga world. Uh, we're in episode 140, and we're filming this on October 9th, 2023. Uh, let me introduce you the co-hosts for this show. Uh, the man on my right, uh, no, left, I looked at it wrong, left, uh, Lance. Hey, guys. Direction is relevant. I keep looking at the flipped image by accident. Uh, and uh, lady to my right, Plinchy. Uh, Hi. <laughs> Direction <laughs> is relative. Okay, I don't know how to segue out of that one, but uh, uh, welcome back, guys, uh, to another episode. Uh, plenty to talk about this week. Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, hey, bros. Um a lot to talk about this week, especially with uh, the first week of the fall season. Uh, if uh, you didn't see our preview Ooh. last week, we put in 18 shows plus the carryover from Jujutsu Kaisen. So that makes 19 shows we are trying to get through uh, week in and week out. Uh, the number will dwindle over the next coming weeks once we start getting an idea of what these shows are about. But for the most part, uh, a lot to, to go through for this week. Uh, but first up, we'll hit the latest news of the week first. Uh, if you are still playing with your Nintendo 3DS or your Nintendo Wii U, uh, it's about to get a lot more boring for you, because uh, <laughs> Nintendo is officially ending <laughs> nice. their uh, online play and other functionality on online communication uh, starting early in April of 2024. So this year, they already shut down the eShop channel for, for both of those consoles, uh, so you can't purchase any more games. Uh, and you'll have to find physical copies, if they even have physical copies. Uh, of that releases and now uh if you were still playing i don't know pokemon or animal crossing or whatever you play on the wii u uh unfortunately all that is going away uh very soon too uh early or sometime in april 2024 release date uh will be released later uh so you can start taking pictures of your ranking boards on mario kart 8 because they, they ain't going to be there no more so there's your heads up on that uh, and then in other news, Crunchyroll is acquiring the concierge anime film for 2024. Uh, this, uh, this movie, uh, from, uh, manga called the concierge of Hokyu, Hokyuku department store, uh, is set to release on October 20th. Uh, it looks pretty interesting. The manga uh, won the excellence award in the ministry of culture affairs on the 25th Japan's media arts festival awards, uh, a couple years ago as well. 
probably check that out when uh when Crunchyroll gets uh hand on on the streaming services. It looks uh looks pretty good. A lot of good interesting animals that are chosen. Uh and uh all pretty much big time voice actors are, are in this as well. So uh set to be a pretty good movie, looks like <clears throat> in twenty twenty four. Uh, and then in, f- in final news, I don't know how to deliver this, but uh, there is a TV program in Japan called uh, The Professionals. Uh, and basically, it's just interviewing uh, professional people in Japan and asking hard-hitting questions uh, to understand their job better and uh, understand how they impact Japan and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so there was recent segments on like a fish shop owner, a child life specialist. Uh, but this program has decided to do a, a person that is a first, I think, in in any shape or way or form. They're going to interview Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan. Not the voice actor, Kaji Yuki, but the actual character, Aaron Yeager. Uh, and... Uh, ask him oh. about his his life. So uh, here's how they're gonna here's how they describe the nature of the uh, the sit down. Uh, Attack on Titan is an anime that depicts a fierce battle between humans and giants. Ahead of the broadcast of the final episode, part two in the, uh, on November fifth, professional work style focuses on the main character, Aaron Yeager, a man who has continued to struggle as a soldier in the Survey Corps. We will take a closer look at the work style. What does Aaron seek and continue fighting for, and what does professional mean? to Aaron. So that's a hell of a PR move. Yeah. So uh apparently it's also gonna uh include uh, Mikasa and Armin, uh Levi and others as well. So it looks like a wow. good chunk of the cast is gonna be interviewing. Of all the things I expected to, you know, as they roll out the red carpet for the end of the anime, I was not expecting that. Yeah, same. It's like when Puss in Boots had the uh, hot ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Turner Banderas. This sounds a little bit being Puss in Boots. Way like more off more, the wall than even that. Uh-huh. Yeah, like super role playing. So um oh. I hope someone can uh get that uh that program on YouTube and, and get it uh uh translated because I'm very interested to see how far they thought of answers because I I feel like they're gonna like okay, here's the questions we're gonna ask. And you can try to figure out what kind of answers you think the characters will try to try to answer it in. Because I know these, you know, the voice actors have been voicing these characters for, God, 10 plus years now. So they pretty much got these characters down to a pat. But uh, I just, it's very interesting to see uh, what the questions are going to be asked and how they're going to answer it. I'm assuming in character as well. So Right. Oh, I wonder if it's going to be, um, it sounds like it's going to be pre-time skip Aaron when he's, you know, younger. Still in survey corpse. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's going to be kind of hard to do an interview with, you know, genocidal. <laughs> genocidal Aaron <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's going to be a, that'd be a real loaded interview. I mean, now that we know how Aaron works and stuff like that, and the fact that he was, you know, pretty much present since the get-go. Technically, he's always been genocide, Aaron Yeager, right? So, I don't, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely see uh, how things go uh, up to the leading of uh, the final part, the final season part two of uh, Attack on Titan, the movie, uh, uh, over in November fifth. So, the movie, the movie. 
could be one of two. I have no idea. I don't know how, how they're going to fucking shake out that. So, uh, but with that, that is the latest news of the week. Uh, if there's any news articles you guys want us to check out and talk about on the podcast, just let us know. You can always EM us at the gmail.com or DM us on our social media, the links, and then uh, we can check it out and maybe it will show up on a future podcast. Uh, let's move on to the next segment of our show. It is the media roundup of the week, uh, a segment where we talk about anything we watch or read or play. Uh, that isn't from this current season's anime. Uh, just one on the list. Uh, we checked out the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie uh, a couple of weeks ago. That... What about play, Peter? Because you've been playing a lot of a, a lot, lot of really interesting games this Halloween season. Any standouts? <laughs> oh, you you know what? Uh, any, our good uh, friend, real... our good friend Kenny. Uh, he he mentioned a game his friend made called One Bit Survivor. Uh, and uh, we were able to roll that on the wheel over the weekend. And uh, it's really good for someone that just made it by himself. Uh, and apparently he was going to try to make it uh, more 3D-like, and then he had to scale it down because it's too much work for one person. Uh, so he made it into more of an 8-bit kind of thing. Uh, very fun. It's kind of like... Uh, it's like a dungeon-crawling survivor kind of game uh, set where you're trying to run away from the zombies because you're trying to find a better life for you and your cat, uh, Leo, which I, sh which I assume is, is short for Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, and you just try to survive 28 different maps, uh, you know, straight without dying. Uh, and you have to like move around. And it's kind of like a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon where like the monsters move when you move uh, mm -hmm. kind of thing. So you try to like uh, move in a certain way to try to uh, get away from them or blast them in the face, whichever one uh, you seem fit. So uh, pretty good. But in that, uh, I'm okay. <laughs> Very good. We can just talk about the movie. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so we watched uh, the anime movie uh, that's written by Seth Rogen, which I feel like he's doing better as a producer and a writer for a lot of things than he is uh, actually being uh, in movies nowadays. Uh, Pretty good movie. Pretty good. Pretty good start to what I can only assume is going to be a trilogy for this animated uh, animated movie. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They've had so many reboots over the last like decade or so. Yeah. But the live action one being the the latest one before this. Yeah, but this might be like my favorite incarnation of the turtles. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. They have so much personality and they're all different yeah. personalities. Yeah. Well, you know, of course they've always had, you know, each one is like uniquely individual, uh, unique from each other in their personalities and their skills. But they had so like personalities was like the main, the main driving mm -hmm. force of this movie for them. And they were so funny. For sure. The the voice actors for them are pretty good too. Really convincing. Well, the voice acting was fantastic. They actually got teenagers. The writing, the voice acting, delivery. Oh god, the camera work too. There were a bunch of um oh my god. Just really there's a bunch of shots where they replace the model with uh like they're cycling through the the turtles and the camera's mm -hmm. just like rotating with the scenery. They did those kinds of shots really well. As far as like a first what of what I hope to be many movies. This is a really great introduction to the characters. I, I like their origin. I like uh, the interpretation of uh, the family dynamic between Splinter and the Turtles was probably my favorite one. As much as I love, <laughs> you know, um, Splinter being 
the old sensei, this like really human take on him mm-hmm. that he's just a father who's trying his best to be a single Take father of four kids. boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like a really great story for him. And yeah. Yeah. They didn't really lose out on a whole lot in making these uh, different changes or different ideas. They, they really ran within. They, and I think they succeeded. Yeah, for sure. Especially since now it always felt like when Splinter gets introduced, it's just like, yeah, this is the guy that taught them martial arts. Okay. Push yeah. him away. It's really know, like, and let's not worry about how him. do they know the skills? Oh, this guy taught him. That's about yeah. it. But now that's now that he has so much more about him, especially since like he had to learn martial arts with them, kind of thing. So yeah, it's not like idea. he's not like above them. I mean, like he's probably better than them still because I mean we saw him be able to wield all four of their that weapons at the amazing. same time. That was pretty awesome that he did that. But it, it, he doesn't have like the full experience of, you know, past splinters have, have had. So uh, he's not like a wise old man. He's just like this 40 year old dad that's just trying to, you know, get by in life and make sure his kids are happy. And, you know, it's, uh, I'm excited to see what he has in store because I feel like they might run a small, like a smaller B story with him uh, in the future because he's he's dating now he's you know like uh t- t- you know tinder didn't work but he was able to find true love and yeah i'm, I'm curious where like how that like shapes up for him i'm okay without that b story <laughs> yeah uh i do appreciate the the bigger focus on side characters and also villains too uh ah, to superfly like superfly um paul rudd's lizard yeah, the, the guy. gecko yeah the gecko guy yeah, like gecko. like all the characters are so lovable and so distinct uh yeah i didn't feel like there was really any like wasted we talk a lot about like wasted screen time allocating um mm-hmm. uh time and development to characters everyone got exactly what they needed to make like a really enjoyable movie altogether Oh yeah, and no one really died, so uh, yeah. technically, we'll, you know, there's no reason for them to not come back and make those small little uh, appearances to, to make the died. scene better. Sorry, is that spoiler? Did he? I thought they caught him. Did they catch him? I don't remember what actually happened to him. Like it was kind of ambiguous. I just remember the lady at the end was like, I think there was like a fly like in her like little tubing or something like that, and I thought that was Superfly. Maybe that would just been another fly. Uh, and then she was died. she was getting ready to to release like the the uh was wood shredder so on the turtles so very very good uh way to to cliffhang it it kind of feels like the the sonic movie there's the second sonic movie like yeah like- we knew shadow was coming but uh to drop that little hint at the end is like finally finally shadow is upon us and i'm excited to see uh how they do it here in uh, ninja turtles yeah this was a great setup movie and i'm really excited i i feel that way a lot um with sonic as well is that the first movie was the setup and then what the story they really wanted to tell is the second movie yeah i didn't even have eggman truly until the second movie so that's how they they cliffhanged that first one and now 
you know, Eggman is a very prominent character, and and now they yeah, have Shadow the Hedgehog to his, his real on. self in the second movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome. Uh, also, the soundtrack for this movie, fuck it, Mwah, just just Chef's Kiss, man. I I I really oh, yeah. enjoyed great soundtrack. The soundtrack mm-hmm. that uh that montage that they had where they were trying to like film. Uh, themselves looking good so that people can uh, not be scared oh. of the turtles and they were beating up a whole bunch of people trying to find Superfly and all that stuff. That that was like my favorite part of the entire movie was that oh, montage scene. yeah, you're right. Uh, Superfly did survive. I, what they did was they unmutated him. So, and so now he's just a... Yeah, so now he's just a normal fly. fly. Yeah. Oh, he was such a fat little piece of shit when he was a baby too. Now he's just like a regular Oh fly. yeah, they somehow made like all the animals like really cute when they're like small and now they're like, so terrifying when they're fully grown. Yeah, fat and ugly and cute, but now they're just ugly. Good mm, good times. Relatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seth Rogen's come a long way since Sausage Party. <laughs> I thought I always forget about that movie. I remember watching that in theater, and I walked out of the theater because I was. I actually like, walked out too. That was the only movie I think I've ever I watched that. It. I was like, "Wow, I can't stand watching this movie another second. Yeah i I made it through all the way to the end until that the orgy scene, and when yeah. we were like getting closer to oh, the yeah, end, I yeah. was like, "Wow, was what a when, fucking!" Uh, oh no, no, I made it to like I think like two thirds through. And it was like, I think they found like the bun and hot dog paradise or something. And I was just like, wow, okay, I'm done. I can't. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, this this guy, He's he's been a super bad pineapple express. I thought, you know, yep. it's going to be weird and edgy, that. but funny. And it just <laughs> was like, like, it was like smut. It was like fan like fiction been smut. To do that movie for like, since he was like 12 and he's always thought about that movie. <laughs> And then he finally got some poor sucker to back him on that and yeah. give him every resource he needed. He made it happen. And it's I don't just think he regretted a bit of it. No, absolutely not. No, you're right. He definitely was just like putting a hot dog in a bun. He's just like, I can make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking wild. But now he's the voice of Donkey Kong. Uh, yeah, he's the voice of Donkey Kong. Uh, but he was like, uh, he was producer for like Invincible, uh, The Boys, very popular uh, live action oh, like antihero yeah, right. show. He does the animated mm. version of that show now too. So uh, he's been doing a lot of producing, and I hope he stays in this realm. Not to say he's a bad actor or anything, but he's definitely like a one trick kind of kind of actor, and uh, I think he does better in these writing and producing roles than. Uh, then he does acting. So hopefully we'll see more. All right, let's move on to the next segment of our show. It is take five. Uh, if you don't know how this game works uh, that we play almost every week, uh, here's how it goes. Uh, we pick a topic and we pick five items pertaining to that topic. And we put five minutes on the clock and we try to rank them from best to worst of, uh, of those five items. Uh, lately, I've been using ChatGPT to pretty much uh, run my entire life. Uh, so I had it uh, continue to make more prompts for us for this take five. Uh, and this is the one that looks the most interesting out of the ones I had to generate. So we're going to rank five fantasy beverages from best to worst uh, that ChatGPT had made up. So here are the five. 
The elixir of eternal bliss. The best aspect grants temporary euphoria and stress relief. Worst aspect extremely rare and difficult to find. Addiction can lead to withdrawal. Sounds just like drugs. Uh, the next one, Dragonfire Brew. Best aspect warms you from the inside and adds an adventurous spirit. The worst aspect can lead to uncontrollable bursts of laughter or fire breathing hiccups. Uh, the next one, Goblin Grog. Best aspect induces courage and boosts confidence. Worst aspect, questionable ingredients may cause temporarily green screen, green skin. Uh, fairy fizz, best aspect, sparkling, magical, and delightfully refreshing. But its worst aspect turns you temporarily invisible, awkward for social situations. Uh, and then the final one, Minotaur Mocha. Best aspect, packed with energy, boosts strength and stamina. But its worst aspect, risks of growing uncontrollable horns and a sudden desire for a labyrinth exploration. <laughs> Whatever, uh, whatever that means. Uh, so, uh, here you go. Five minutes on the clock. Let's discuss the best and the worst fancy beverage uh, made by ChatGPT. These are actually all really good. I think they're all quite balanced. Although I do think Fairy Fizz sounds the most pleasant of all of them. And also, I feel yep. like that could be a real conversation piece that you just suddenly turn invisible. <laughs> well i feel like that'll work too in case you need to sneak into someone's house or you know having a bad date you order some fairy fizz and yeah, then you just, just fucking like, get out of there <laughs> yeah i don't have to climb through the window of the bathroom but you're ordering fairy fizz and your date's like why are you ordering that one <laughs> oh shit maybe maybe the <laughs> restaurant like you you tell them like a like a me. cold word <laughs> And then they'll be like, oh, I gotcha. I want to get the just... fairy fizz. And they're like, I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. It's cold for fairy fizz. I hope you, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think some like like bars and restaurants do that now where like if you feel unsafe with like your date or someone like that's like trying to talk to you, you say like a code word mm-hmm. and then they like, you know, Get, get you a drink or be like oh uh, i need you to grab something over there or something like that try to like get them away from that person so i feel like fairy fizz can be the same thing these beverages sound like potions with uh its worst aspect being the reason why i buy the potion like i want to i want something that yeah. makes me invisible or i want something that uh, gives me fire breath the worst aspect is actually the most attractive parts of the, the yeah the reason you the want drinks. it yeah Except for the first one, because that's straight up. Um, that's just drugs. I mean, sometimes you just want to be addicted to something. That looks like cocaine. <laughs> Not that I know what that is. But that probably is the, I mean, the best tasting one, though. But it is extremely rare and difficult to find. So how can you get addicted to something like that? Well, once you do it once, you're Lance, addicted. Your body, you're your addicted. body wants uh, it. Just like how my mom said, yeah, if I smoke one cigarette, I'll be addicted for life. Oh, have you smoked a cigarette before? Nope. <laughs> me neither that's why i'm not addicted <laughs> have you ever got secondhand smoke you ever like breathe in all the time I, I, I live in a japanese family all the all the salary men smoke <laughs> that's never like you never been like oh wow that that you know that that smoke feels good you know maybe oh, if no. i eat, you know, <laughs> smoke it smells so good I don't know. Maybe it's just me then, because when I whenever I get whenever I'm like near oh, someone yeah. that smokes, you, you breathe. I'm just like, nose, God yeah. damn! I know with my whole mouth, I'm just, ah, I'm just trying to pores, eat the whole yeah. puff. 
it smells good, but I know I know I'll probably die quickly if I start smoking Crack cigarettes. Dude. So. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy's just smoking outside the mall, and you're just like, "Hey, bro, can I get, oh, so, can I get hit of that?" Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't need the cigarette; just blow into my face. <laughs> Please, sir, can you just blow into my face? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing with your hands there. All right, good thing we don't record that. So that sounds like a lick. Elixir of Eternal Bliss is number one, then. No, that's, that's what, what the worst one. one. No, have you not listened to anything we've been saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> so we should ask the guy addicted to cigarette smoke. <laughs> that's probably number five. Probably. Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance to go up. But this straight up is just meth then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> yeah no, temporary euphoria and stress relief. Extremely rare, difficult to find. Addicted <laughs> addiction can lead Chad to the withdrawal. You just, you just yeah, grabbed meth is... and gave it a different name. <laughs> can't believe this Liquidized shit. Liquidized it. Uh, Minotaur Mocha, I think, would nice be Nice marketing. Fourth. Sounds kind of fun. It, it's an awesome name. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think it's that bad if you grow horns. It just depends on how far the sudden desire to explore a labyrinth like how how strong is that do you just like oh that would be nice or probably yes worse as it likes a return of bliss yeah but if you grew the horns out of your nipples oh it didn't say where it doesn't say where you grow horns from i mean you would assume that you grow them like a minotaur false advertisement (laughs) yeah look we couldn't nail the formula very well you grow horns somewhere okay because horns aren't like, by definition, you have to grow them out of the top of your head, right? Well, like I think horns could be just. I think they, <laughs> I think they are out of your head. I think anything else would be considered spines if we're trying to get like scientific terminology. Scientific about it, okay? Yeah. So I, I think so, it would okay. Be so your we head. can we can fa- we can safely assume this grows out of your that head. That said, yes. You know, what if it's like ugly, like grows out the back of your head or something? What if it's just one yeah. on the top it's of your forehead? It doesn't. You don't get to choose. Yeah. What if it tilts? Does it go back? What if, or yeah. does it go away? Does it just stay it there does. forever? Oh, what if it like pops out and then you can like sell it? Ew, you know, it's like selling your toenails. I don't think it's going to pop up. That. I think you just like hmm. end up growing that part in your head where it'll just continue to grow. Right. So you can shed it, but it'll just keep going. Ew. Oh my God. Yeah, this, <laughs> that, this that's is, a that's like a life decision at that point. Bad. It's like a tattoo. But it's at like, least you were packed start with energy. And you have mocha. a boost of strength and stamina. <laughs> and you said you drank the Minotaur Mocha and you didn't grow horns. <laughs> Liar! <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go bet. See who can drink Minotaur Mocha without growing a horn. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> the most toxic friends ever. <laughs> I need to write this down. Hold on. What the fuck? Isn't that like the fucking like laxatives like you and Avery were like doing that like one birthday party? Oh yeah. Well no, it was like we were playing a game and then whoever lost had to take the laxatives. It was mad. Oh, oh oof. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember oof. hearing that story and being like, How long has that been kept from me? <laughs> well, it just hasn't been relevant until that point. Yeah, when would we ever talk about laxatives? Well, I mean, I don't know. Minotaur Mocha, at least it gives you, you know, the, the energy, the strength, the stamina. So when you want to go into a, you know, a dungeon, at least you got that extra stat boost. Wait, are we to, to in IRL out. or are we like in a D&D kind of universe? I, I assume a fantasy universe. 
Okay. I think Minotaur Mocha is at a four because it's kind of bad, but I can see use out of it. Okay. The Sun Desire for Labyrinth Exploration. I wonder what that feels like. That's what I'm saying. Like you just really want to explore this feeling from within, the need to be within a labyrinth. To explore a labyrinth. Yeah. Not just be in it, but you got to like actually like go through it and try to find, not even to find treasure, just to to go through and try to find as many fucking, I'm assuming dead ends or at least like map out the biggest part of the, the labyrinth. That sounds really actually cumbersome. <laughs> okay, so Dragonfire Brew warms you from the inside and adds an adventurous spirit, but it also leads to uncontrollable bursts of laughter or fire-breathing hiccups, which... I mean, those sound that bad. Fire-breathing hiccups. Sounds like weed. Just makes you laugh. It also warms you up from the inside and makes you feel adventurous, yeah. You can brave anything, like labyrinth exploration. I feel like Minotaur Mocha should be taken alongside Dragonfire Brew. You just become a monster. <laughs> yeah, it's just, a maniac. Yeah, you just become, you, you, then you go into the lab and you become like the dungeon monster. Yeah. You just confuse you because you got that big horn and you just just laughing uncontrollably. Yeah. Might as well drink the Goblin Grog too and get green skin. <laughs> yeah. Your confidence gets boosted so you don't care. And then who you get Fairy you. Fizz and you're invisible on top of that. Oh my God. Oh. You'd be a pretty dangerous monster. Yeah. It sounds he, like Lance's fun bag. And then you don't take the elixir of eternal bliss because that's just useless. No, but you get that like addiction look and you look even more crazy. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then that sells the monster the, more better. You take the, just get the addiction look. <laughs> uh, take all five of these. You want to look just like a fucking like uh, a dungeon beast. <laughs> Oh my! Why the double fist? <laughs> you know the Patrick. Meme. He's doing it again. <laughs> oh god! I'm trying so hard to screenshot when you do this. If, if anyone wants to animate this fucking bit, fucking Lance is doing the fucking like the two two dicks. He's just jerking off on top of his head. He's trying to do the ketchup and mustard squirting Patrick's mouth. Oh, that's what he tried to do. It's coming you, know, you see what you want to see. Stop stroking it. You just had to squeeze, man. You didn't have to stroke it. You were shaking your fist, too. So I was like, whoa. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What in what situation are the dicks this high above my head? When you're on the ground. Oh, like, Trolls? I have to, I have, I have to oh, be on please. my stomach to, for it to be this high. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very tall whatever like, it is that has a penis. I only oh, do yeah. it with nine foot tall goliaths, okay? No one says you had to do it or like because you want to. It's probably because you know you're forced to. Isn't that better? <laughs> Wait, how did we get? There? How did we know. get here? How do we get any anywhere with our bits nowadays? So gob, so goblin grog. Ah, <laughs> uh, pretty temporary. Yeah, induces courage and boosts. This sounds mostly like normal alcohol, and it even turns your skin green like normal alcohol too. 
acceptance. In my case, it turns my skin red. <laughs> oh, questionable ingredient. I guess that could imply like. But would you know? You just, or you just always like it? Just looks weird every single time you see it. So questionable ingredient. That tells me that there's like goblin spunk in there. Yeah, so that's like when you order. Um, <laughs> it's like the only thing it could be, right? Like ordering from a Wendy's and being like, "Oh my god, there like ten years ago there was a finger in the chili." Or if you order Subway, and you're like, "Oh my ago, god, there was a finger in the chili." I love the Lord. Dump. <laughs> Wendy's was like the deep lore. You know, remember I mean, that? It happened. That was on the news. Yeah, it happened. It literally happened. It was, was on the disgusting. news. Like, whose oh finger? God, someone who, found a cut who, finger in the chili. Whose finger was it? Some wor- like some worker. I got packaged. I don't remember, dude. It was like like this. It's someone, twenty years ago like now. They re- like they recorded that someone lost their finger at work and they found the finger. It, it wasn't recorded. It was just someone found a finger in their chili. And it was all over the news, and I was a fucking kid, so I don't remember the details. Yeah, yeah it sounds like, it was, sounds like bullshit. It's like one of those chili finger incidents. Apparently, the finger was belonged to a woman because it had a long and manicured fingernail. Oh, that's and that belonged sexist. to any of the restaurant employees. So they probably just got that due delivery. Maybe yep. someone chopped their hand off during uh, the warehouse production. At the factory warehouse, yeah. Oh, did that sort of thing happen at Target a lot? I mean, yeah, but we but we know which whose finger it is because we're the ones cutting it off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's Friday. Get your hands out. <laughs> yeah, you get twenty percent off your fucking red and khaki, and we also get your fucking finger. <laughs> your finger. <too. laughs> you know, just good old Fridays. Okay, so may- so maybe there's a goblin finger in there. But are you okay with that though? I mean, if everyone's drinking it and then they vaguely pressure me into drinking it, I'll probably do it. Maybe it's some black market stuff. Yeah. And also the drink induces courage. So I, I feel like after one sip, you're kind of just like, eh, it's fine. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. I could deal with it. So it's not that bad. But does it really? would you really be needing it in any situation? I mean, it's also kind of bad too because like it turns your skin green. So everyone knows that the only reason why you're cool right now is because you had to drink that. <laughs> the only reason you're cool, holy shit. And they also it's know, so- hey, this dude just drank fucking fake. goblin finger. <laughs> <laughs> goblin finger and spunk. Yeah, let's put that, put that lower and then dragon fire brew a second, I guess. I guess so. Hiccuping is not fun though. Like you can't even like carry on a social interaction. When you're just like, yeah, you're also you're lighting your friends on fire oh, and also, at the you know, same time, killing them most likely with yeah. the fire. Small kind, oh, killing them. Well, third degree burns. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Minotaur Mocha at three then, and Goblin Grog at four. I don't know, man. I more think about that horn. That's. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I don't know really if I'm able to make like a life me. decision to have a horn from now on just because I want to be a little bit stronger. All I'm hearing is fucking crack cocaine about to start moving on up. He's the only one I am pretty confident in this very fizz. I think <laughs> Ninja Mogo might be the worst for me. Okay, I'm yeah. sure there are people who want the elixir of eternal bliss. Crack yeah. addiction, horn of my head. But, you know, but, sometimes... but the name says eternal bliss, but the description says temporary. Yeah, you know, false marketing. Because it feels like eternal bliss in your head. Yeah, people buy anything if you just say that it's like organic or some shit. I think Minotaur Mocha should be beneath Goblin Grog. Okay. 
I actually think, um, yeah, I'm really liking El- Elixir now because yes, this is the only one. Because when you drink it, you probably won't tell that it's bad for you because you'll no, be so, you'll be you'll be so addicted to it that you won't think that this is bad for you. So objectively, it should be the most enjoyable. <laughs> Bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's I love, bad. I love when just just explain drugs in like the most simple way possible. You do drugs, you, you do feel drugs because you feel good, so you're not bad. Just until you stop other, doing other the drug that you don't though. feel good. <laughs> you see what? You, Why you buy bad one would make me feel good. Yep. You, you buying right, what so. I'm selling? Please buy. Please <laughs> no buy. <laughs> All right, so Elixir of Eternal Bliss moves up one. Minotaur Mocha goes down. Huh? Drugs, 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 drugs. Just put it second. I'm in no way advocating math when I say that I want Elixir of Eternal Bliss right now. Holy shit. I don't know. This is so... There's so much good and bad with everything. I just reread the Minotaur Mocha and it said growing uncontrollable. <laughs> yeah. That, uncon- that adjective of more uncontrollable says a lot. <laughs> oh, I wonder if you feel that. Like it just, it just fucking just. Do you think it feels good to grow the horn? <laughs> no. Probably oh, not. What do you <laughs> you think people enjoy growing horns? <laughs> oh man, the people who do drink it, you know they're fucking freaks. Yeah, they're, freaks. And they're probably like masochists. You see them in the party and you're like, oh wow. God, they've got like five horns. They're they're like, he's got like 20 yeah, horns on his head. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> There's like fucking like. <laughs> you go to your nearest labyrinth and there's again. just a bunch of dudes for. <laughs> it's just like a bunch of horny guys in the lab. <laughs> oh my god. And they're just scraping their horns all up against the walls and shit. Yeah, they're like, oh, I just- love labyrinths, man. I love them. <laughs> That's not what I said, like, but okay. How the fuck did I get in here? So you drink your fairy fizz and get the fuck out of there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so Minotaur's at the bottom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my lungs hurt. <laughs> oh my god. More than usual. <laughs> if, if we ever make merch, we gotta we gotta make Minotaur Mocha. That's a fucking merch oh, shirt. That sounds Dude. fucking awesome. Just fucking twenty horns. Just I'm gonna make a char- I'm gonna make a character in Metro who shows up with twenty horns on his head. Only one who knows. I just can't help but think the people in this universe look at people who are addicted to elixir of eternal bliss a certain way but the way that they look at people <laughs> with addicted to minotaur mocha is such a, a such a worse look in their eyes yeah. <laughs> it's like oh it's like that meme of like people who uh people oh. who drink elixir of eternal bliss and there's like a couple like judging people <laughs> People who drink Minotaur mm-hmm. Mocha, like everybody in the room is judging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Well. <laughs> how's the house? I, I almost cried. Oh, I, I am, am crying. crying. 
I'm crying for some internal bliss. <sighs> Alright, so how's the list look? <laughs> How do they yeah, like it? I, I don't that, care anymore. I think it looks pretty great. <laughs> Alright, let's, <laughs> let's fucking end this. Uh, here we go. Uh, our from where's the best our our ranking for five fantasy beverages uh, made by ChatGPT. Uh, starting at number five, Minotaur Mocha. Number four, Goblin Grog. Number three, Dragonfire Dragonfire Brew. Number two, Elixir of Eternal Bliss. And then at number one, Fairy Fizz. Uh, so let us know down below how you would rank these five beverages and uh, which one would you get addicted to. I can only assume it would be Minotaur Mocha now. <laughs> so <laughs> next time I go right. over again, I'm gonna have like twenty horns. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you buy on that? <laughs> My hands. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, moving on. Let's 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 hit the last segment of our show. It is the We Power Our Spotlight of the Week. Uh we are week one of the fall season. Uh, pretty pretty good start to the season. A lot of shows put the best foot forward. Uh, some shows uh, did not, but we got oh through quite a bit of the shows. We have uh, we voted in eighteen shows plus Jujutsu Kaisen carrying over, so that makes us nineteen shows uh, this season. We didn't get to finish watching everything, but we did watch pretty much like eighty five percent of it. So uh, there's a lot to talk about uh, for this segment. Uh, real quick, let me hit you with the list. Uh, before we get started, uh, Dr. Snow, New World Part 2, Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, Spy Family Season 2, My Daughter Left the Nest and Returned an Esoteric Adventure, The Story of a Man Who Turned into a Pig, The Kingdoms of Ruin, uh, The Vexations of a Shunned Vampire Princess, Stardust Telepath, Ron Kamanohashi's Forbidden Deductions, The 100 Garfins Who Really, 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 Really Love You, uh, The Apothecary Diaries, Firefighter Daigo Rescuer in Orange, MF Ghost, Ragnar Crimson, Shangri La Frontier, Fenrin Beyond Journey's End, Undead Unluck, and Under Ninja. So those are your 19 shows. Uh, before we hit the trivia board uh, to determine uh, which anime we get to talk about first, any shows are we ready to drop? Yes, oh. me. Yeah, Pick okay. Me. Did she? <laughs> which um, one? I have maybe three, but definitely... <laughs> I'm, I'm over my daughter left the nest and returned an S rank adventure. Lance, how do you feel? I really like that anime. Uh huh. I don't believe you. Let me explain. <laughs> With your 20 horns. <laughs> As I polish my 20 horns. Look at you in disgust. <laughs> so. Yeah, let's drop this thing. <laughs> you couldn't even figure out what he wanted. I honestly couldn't. I honestly can't think of anything outstanding or even likable about this show. Yeah, I don't it's... think it's going to compete with everything else. Like first episode, usually you put your best foot forward, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I don't want to wait through uh, like three more episodes of four coma style daughter never meeting her dad. Yeah, and the formula is like very not that great i can already see how it's just like daughter wants to go back home she tries something to you know get vacation her. time something mm -hmm. stops her dad gets a letter and he gets then, sad but he's understanding yeah he mm -hmm. ha maybe he reminisces about a time uh you know when she was smaller or something like that and that's it you know so it's very uh formulated and it's not that fun i guess because 
I don't know. We I've already seen another fantasy show this season where the interactions with characters is fucking amazing, and I want to learn more about their backstory and like this. Uh, you know, I don't really care for any of the characters even after first episode. Yeah, I don't feel particularly attached to the father or the daughter, and especially none of the supporting characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which is unfortunate because it should be the main main um the daughter. Yeah, the main attraction. Yeah. yeah. He's cute. She's not Bay though. She's not even remotely <laughs> Bay. Yep. So for me, it's a no. That's a pretty. That's a pretty decisive no. My other one was um, I'm I'm iffy because these I would give a chance for three episodes: Ragna, Chris, Ragna Crimson, and Under Ninja. I don't think they put their best foot forward. So. Ragna Crimson just felt so long because we didn't realize it was like a 45 yeah, minute episode. Long. Oh, yeah. But, but like, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth the 45 with minutes. that 40 minute episode, they probably could have told all that in a, in a normal way, a way shorter. Yeah, yeah, a 20 minute episode less. could have told everything. Uh, yeah. We didn't need that much backstory of Leonika. All we need to know is that she's a lolly and she's very cute and that's why she doesn't deserve to die. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And she's a prodigy. And she's yeah. a prodigy. And, you know, Ragna has the inferiority. He's weak. That. Yeah. Pretty normal shonen plot. Yeah. And, you know, the way they ended it was very shonen too. You know, like this mm-hmm. guy that seems so strong and he's killing everybody. He's killing, you know, the first and second dragon slayers can't uh, even compete against this guy. And he's the 10th seat, uh, you know, so probably the worst out of uh, everyone that we'll get to see here. Uh, and we beat him, you know, and it just shows that's how strong Ragna is. And that could have been accomplished in one episode or one very short episode. I wish that they had in- introduced Crimson in this first episode, condensed it and then introduced Crimson. Cause yeah. Learn about the future Ragna's story, yeah, like the throughout the, the season. Yeah. How they, how they know each other. What, what is Ragna giving up, uh, to have these powers? Uh, they still didn't really uh explain that too well i, I kind of wish they they pushed that a little bit later just know that ragnar is really strong uh but i think i'm okay giving that one another week or so just to see where you take that like if i just imagine if i condense that whole thing into 24 minutes then you know that's just a, a normal you know run in the mill episode for me but i feel like under ninja on the other hand there's just something about it i I can't put into words that there's something intriguing about it, but I feel like it's going to be poorly executed, whatever that thing is. And then it's going to be a waste of my time. I don't don't know how to explain it. The fact that he's like a modern, modern ninja, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, he's, he's still a ninja and he's like part of this like clan that was like really good back in the day, but it's not anymore. I'm kind of intrigued by him, but I don't know. I don't know. I think for me, it's the <clears throat> it's the delivery of it's not the way that things look. It's definitely what we're being shown on the screen and how these jokes in particular are being portrayed. Because there are some parts where I'm like, oh, that was funny. That was yeah. good. But then I'm trying to remember it was with the with the female neighbor, the landlord. There was it. The landlord. 
the female this... um, character is the landlord. Oh, is she? <laughs> yeah. Now that you're talking about the the Kabuki lady that uh, he fights at the end. No. No, there was some kind of, like, I'm trying to find the word for it, but male falls on female trope joke. Didn't something like that happen with the... Oh, God. Mm, I, I don't, don't want us to watch the anime again. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's like, I knew what they were going for, and it's it might be maybe the lack of soundtrack or the like right sounds that are happening, but it just felt like dry delivery of the lines, something that mm. would have been funny. This, yeah, this part, the underwear. Um, okay, yeah, that was the landlord. That's her underwear. Are you talking about yeah. the the middle no, age guy scene. that was like coming up? Oh, how about the time well, when this... he farted into the straw and that shot the the dart? I don't know. Funny. I actually like that that scene. I That's I don't know funny. why, but yeah. he's got like a weird like <laughs> dry delivery when he does stuff. Like it, it uh-huh. is he's just so unbothered by the things he does, and I I don't know why, but it feels kind of like. You know, when you think about ninjas, especially like, you know, back in the day when we had like Naruto and stuff like that, it's all about like cutting off your emotions and, you know, you are just a vessel, you're a tool. And he kind of like delivers that somehow. Like he just does his mission and he, but he does it in like a silly way, but he's unbothered by the fact that he does it in a silly way. So, yeah, there's definitely, you know, um, a core theme to the show. It's like the cynical take on, if ninjas were, if modern everyday people were still ninjas, yeah. how would they? What mm-hmm. what would they do with those skills, and how would they behave? And here we have a washed up need of a ninja using his skills <laughs> stupidly. Yeah, but he has the skills. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they keep saying like his family used to be like this bigger ninja clan or used to be mm-hmm. this prestigious clan stuff like that so you know he does this stupid stuff because he doesn't care but he probably has you know way yeah, better ninja skills that's what intrigues me but i feel like you know i get into episode two or three and i see it and i'm like uh eh. it wasn't that amazing as i thought it was gonna be i and think to have feel- sold me he'd have to have fought in this episode and that was a real bummer for me was that we kept seeing him be oh this guy's a this guy's a ninja he must have he must be an amazing fighter and um they kept going like back and forth between like present day and then past tense to show the events leading up to Mm. that and that just didn't jive with Mm -hmm. me i would have loved it if um they showed um they showed you know the fight went past tense to or to show um, the events leading up and then ended with the fight to show that oh man this guy's such a goof this guy's washed up um he's but he's a, not he's a disgrace to ninjas he, he calls himself mm-hmm. a ninja and then in the very end it shows him kick ass i'm like oh my god yeah. he's the real deal after all and they didn't have i that. feel like that's what we get to see in episode two but waiting the week if you i don't know on, if it's yeah enough. if i hang see on if, i don't yeah. know if i can do it because the art style is definitely not going to sell to anybody unless you because <laughs> uh, it's funneling into you know the mood that they're trying to set which is mm-hmm. these guys are not cool yeah they're, these are these ninjas are not cool but modern day they want to like, you know super serious yeah it's very real life um not very at all like silly and ridiculous no veil of like fantasy here this is like 
mm-hmm. as gritty and like realistic as you can get. But then they still want to show you that coolness that they're they really are ninjas. So I wish that they had showed that. Yeah, that's why I think maybe, you know, down the line, you know, let it let it like come out with more episodes and I can just kind of like binge watch just kind of skim through it and see if I like it or not. But uh, for us to talk about it uh, week in a week out, I think it's already already in the drop bin. Uh, I think one more show I want to put in there, maybe two shows, but definitely this one, uh, MF Ghost. Ah, I lost it. Yeah, I uh, I lost that that desire to watch uh, Initial D two point uh, almost immediately when we started watching the episode. When you think of um like a racing show, you think high octane, dynamic characters, larger than life dreams. Yeah, and then a burning engine to to fuel that <laughs> that passion. And this show came out five miles per hour out the gate. Oh yeah, like the desire of our main character, who's like from England or he's half British, half Japanese. Yeah, I felt like no passion Supposedly. from him uh, with cars. You can you can tell he loves cars because he says it, but I don't feel like you know the passion behind it, the the lore behind it. It was just, it's just so weird. So they spent weird. like the first half of the episode looking for his like. His quote unquote he's, dad. He's looking for his dad. Uh, he's in Japan. He's from England, I think, or Europe, some yeah. European country. I forgot. Um, he was born in England, yeah. Yeah, so he's here and he's looking for his dad. And then at the end of the episode, by the way, there's no racing in this first episode at all. There's like a quick montage of like cars driving other around people, the road, racers, but yeah. not the main character racing. And then it ends with him starting a starting to race and at the very end the female lead is surprised that he's a racer so it's like whoa the twist but they live is with that, each other yeah the twist is that this guy is a racer in an anime that is advertising itself <laughs> as a racing anime what it just it makes no sense i feel bad for this this girl character because it feels like they threw it in there because oh you know it's one of those you need a female character to for the for the male to bounce off on but She's as generic as it possibly can be. She's very hypocritical. Like the beginning of that episode, she was calling, she was talking to her friend about the new guy that's moving in with them from England. Is he hot? He's like, you gotta take pictures. He's like, I don't go for looks. I only go for personality. I need someone to give me that that sensation of of who they are inside. The moment she walks into the door and sees the guy, she's already in love with him because of his looks. I'm like, well, what's the... And that, you what, know, that's the- kind of funny, <laughs> maybe. But, you know, the joke is, I'm not like other girls, but she is exactly like other girls. She's not exactly like other and girls. And I wish she'd showed us, you know, a little hint that maybe there's something interesting about her. <laughs> eh. Girl. Girl. Just a girl. Just a girl. I don't know. I, I feel like we had a lot of very well-written girls in past anime, and she she did not pass the vibe check uh, uh, for for that first episode. So I don't know. I'm ready to drop the show. Also, everyone's eyes are like exactly the same. The art style is <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> Everybody has the same. Uh, they drew me and Peter decided that they drew the main character's face first, and then they cut his eyes out and put it on everybody else so that he didn't have to keep replicating the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Or drawing new eyes. It's like, 
some old people don't even have the fucking year old like, you know, man squint your has the eyes. same youthful eyes as like the 17 year old boy oh really yeah, yeah. Look, this is anime you're allowed it's to draw different style, eyes bro. like senpaku eyes um serene eyes like not just same yeah i can't find his picture but it was like it was his car dude the guy that supplied the car for him and he's like 50 and he used to be a driver, but he had like the same beautiful, youthful eyes as our English, half English, half Japanese main character. And I'm just like, but why? But why? Are you trying to make it to be like he was hot in his younger days? I, I don't understand. Uh, but yeah, I'm ready. Also, the supporting. I'm ready to drop it. The other supporting male lead who's like, I think the ally to the main character. Oh, fuck he, him. He, he creeps on the main girl and she's like 17. He's like, all pushing 30 you know, just uh. fuck him yeah he was like stalking her and he was trying to get her like name and address and phone and number videotaped and then, her and i think yeah. it was like one of those like moments of oh he's Aww. he's just a goofy guy who's has a crush on this girl yeah that doesn't work like that anymore <laughs> not the way they were making it to be so because she's one of those like racing girls right so she's wearing a skimpy outfit she's holding up like the signs and everything like that so uh, she has a job that people, a lot of people's eyes are on and this guy cannot keep his eyes off of her uh, wherever she goes. So, uh, sorry, Initial D. Or, I'm sorry, MF Ghost. I'm sorry, <laughs> Initial D, that this is what we got. This is a thing. Your legacy. People love it, though. 7.66. I'm sorry. Who, we're pretty happy who, with the first who watched that episode? A lot of people, apparently. So. so, that's for the first two episodes. So, I don't know. Maybe you should watch that second episode. Maybe it just absolutely slaps. Maybe it just balls to the walls. Maybe. maybe uh, and then the now, director gets fired too. For now, uh, I'm, I'm okay leaving it on the, on the top of this. So anything else? Any other shows that we watched that uh, for sure you ready to drop? Remind me what Kingdoms of Ruin was about. Oh, that was the the witch. The witch that died. Oh god, that was the Edge Lord anime. The Edge Lord, and you know the guy's like, "I'm gonna get revenge for all the fucking the humans that you right." And then they suck. Um, machine, the pink hair girl, machine yeah. gun her and body every, away, and everybody, <laughs> yeah. everyone's got smartphones. Okay, <laughs> we got to see them witch tits. <laughs> yeah, smartphones in every- my fantasy world. No, it's 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 like modern, like way past modern day oh, Japan at this point. Yeah, it's like future. It's, it's like oh, fucking right. it's so future weird Tokyo. Future, uh, it's like witches, but also it's like futuristic. So yeah, everyone's got a yeah. smartphone. Right, right. Yeah, and like the our witch was like she had like some witch clothes, but then you can still see like just regular like yeah, Forever Twenty One clothes or relatively like, modern clothes. Yeah, yeah. So it was like a uh, interesting mixture. So, but yeah, that that was Kingdoms of Ruin yeah our, our edge show of the season i want to see if they can maintain it like my main curiosity with the show is um if they can pull off on a comic kill and just have just absolutely murder just, after murder just, i'm bleeding non-stop from how edge every single episode is i think it could because one of the things yeah it says here at the one of the theme is gore so we don't really vote any of those type of shows in we don't really get much of that shows in a in an anime yeah. season so mm-hmm. when it does happen usually it's pretty extra to say the least i just remember how that old fuck shot her in the head and then they open fired on her body <laughs> for like she's dead uh, already cut off her head yeah. so you can hold it up for all the smartphones to look but her head was still pretty enough that there wasn't like a bunch of bullet holes in her head at least 
Just just a one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, so mm-hmm. sounds like we're still somewhat interested in that uh, it's one. It's like on the edge. I'm just waiting for something to push it off. Edge. Yeah, itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, pig. I just saw that on the corner of my eye, and oh my god, can pig yeah, get everything out of here already? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was that was, as uh, funny as that was. That was not funny. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. Uh... It's pretty like too on the nose. It's like, like I... um, someone watched the dog anime, and then they're like, "I like pigs more." <laughs> <laughs> oh, the right, the dog and yeah, God damn it. What's her name? Like I totally dog or something. Uh, uh, I, I forgot, yeah. but I, I, that was the first time I, I ever like was streaming in an anime episode, and I just saw Plenty just like visibly angry. Like I didn't even have to see her, but I know she's visibly angry, and she just gets up and leaves. <laughs> like that's how bad that show was. So, but yeah, I, I definitely know what you're talking about because oh, it, like Inu, Inukai's dog, yeah, oh my god, yeah, because it's just a guy that turns into a dog, and then he's supposed to like, and then it's you okay know, for him to get away with like these crimes against humanity because he's a dog. yeah, like smut scenes, yeah. So yeah. It, it started out, it got way smutter in that anime than it did in the manga. It it didn't get that smutty mm. until like five volumes in, but it went smut like first episode. Foot, foot forward. <laughs> Yeah, they it was like we're selling it. this as fucking porn. So, uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. But yeah, I'm definitely. It was almost like a that. parody that's... of like Inukai's dog because it was like so self aware. Like at least the main character's yeah. thoughts were. But I feel like he isn't gonna act on it. That's that. That's like the the difference between yeah. him, right? Is that like he thinks of all this stuff, but he he's actually a, a decent guy. He doesn't like expect her to be like that. But she's a slave, so she's willing to do whatever because. She, She's got no goal in life. I don't fucking know. I'm Still weird. Curious to know where they want to go with the story. If they actually want to tell like a, like a a real profound narrative about a pig who cares about a slave, or are they? Is it just going to be every single episode like this where he just has these thoughts and doesn't do anything? I think it's that. I think it's that one. <laughs> yeah, this feels like a joke. Yeah, just like a what's the word? It's just a a really really long joke to make fun of yeah a 12, a 12 episode long joke yeah I, I do have to say though Matsuoka fucking delivers for oh, these yeah, big he went to that booth ready and yeah ready to just throw it all away I think that's the only show he has this season too so <laughs> he was like I'm gonna make the most of it this season you're gonna and get my I'm just gonna work on all this stuff Yep, hundred twenty percent. Because he's done. He he's doing like three different voices for that pig, and like fucking like three different like yeah, minds he, inside of like, it. Uh, I will say that's the one thing about the show that's fantastic is Matsuoka. Uh, yeah, so his calm yeah. voice and then oh my god, his fucking pig voice is crazy. <laughs> his fucking insane pig <laughs> voice. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it looks like the four shows uh, have been dropped. Uh, my daughter left the nest and returned to Asterix Adventure. The story of a man who turned to a pig. Uh, under ninja and mf ghost uh but everything else uh survives for another week uh so it's finally time let's head to the trivia board same categories as before pokedex entry world record pikmin treasure or sink or swim uh which is uh inventions from shark tank whenever you guys are ready to roll the dice to see who gets to go first 10 and three three okay so uh, Lance, you get first crack at the categories this week. 
Which one would you like to start out with this, with this out first? Let's go sink or swim for 300. Here we go. Sink or swim for 300. This invention promises to allow users to hear sounds from miles away. What was the product called? Uh, A, ear resonance. B, ionic ear. C, wave whisper. Or D, rezo sound. Uh, Lance, you have buzz in first. What is your answer? Uh, B, Ionic ear. Uh, you are correct. Is uh, Ionic ear? Uh, it was a truly unique and futuristic device that was pitched on Shark Tank. Wait, that thing's misspelled in the fucking picture. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, really? Yeah, Ionic, Enoic. I- it's got oh Enoic ear. Oh, maybe that's how it was pronounced. No, no the, I just then, you have the, it's no, it's article, spelled differently. Oh, ionic ear. Oh, yeah, okay. it's spelled ionic <laughs> ear, and then the picture for this website is ionic ear. Whoops. Uh, well, the ionic ionic ear is a Bluetooth yes. device, just like any other Bluetooth headset uh, used for answering. The only difference is it needs to be implanted below the ear. Uh, it's implanted in such a way that it gets connected to the ear canal. And it was designed to replace heavy and bulky headphones. Uh, he asked for one million dollars for fifteen percent. Uh, Darren Johnson, the founder, uh, no deal from any of the sharks. It was, uh, from the very first episode of Shark Tank. And I think, uh, the reason they, uh, didn't take it, uh, I watched like a quick video on it, uh, because he had no evidence to suggest that it was going to work. He was making, uh, a lot of like bullshit graphs and, uh, fake scientific, uh, studies, uh, to get them to buy in on the ionic year. So damn but the you know the the company value was at 6.6 million uh so it was worth something but it is definitely not in business anymore so uh okay lance you have uh got the question correct so you get first crack at the board what anime would you like to start us off with first uh let's talk about uh rescuer in orange Okay, Rescuer in Orange, our firefighter anime this season. This was uh, the anime that I was looking most forward to. Of course, you know, there's a lot of good anime here, but there's a lot of anime that I expect to be good, like Fiyoden, and then, of course, Mm -hmm. like Jujutsu Kaisen, Spy Family. Um, This one was one that I was hoping would be really good, and I thought it was pretty dang good. Yeah. First Uh, episode definitely uh, got introduced to characters, and, you know, I'm very interested mm -hmm. in their backstories did we only watch one episode yeah Yeah, it was was just one episode two is out but there's one out we only watch one yeah i think that as far as the first episode they i think they nailed it i like that Mm -hmm. it was from um shun's perspective and i don't know if shun is supposed to be the main character my impression is um and he's dory's character daigo um is supposed to be like the the main focus character but it's nice that they introduced Daigo through Shun's perspective mm-hmm. because uh, Shun's more so like the relatable one. Mm-hmm. He's the hothead. Yeah, you know, the hothead. He's, uh, he's uh, not perfect in any way, shape, or form. He's he the weakest really out of the three, but yeah. he tries the hardest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that. I, I like Shun a lot. Um, that opening sequence of Daigo um, mm-hmm. going back into the building to rescue somebody and Shun panicking was really well done and 
I think the music was fantastic too. Oh, and then we yeah, like they did so much to just that first scene of letting you know who these people are, but then to throw us back and show them, show us how they met, Mm -hmm. how they got together, how they got to how different they are started. Yeah, what a what a good good way to introduce them. And then this first episode also introduced not just Shun and Daigo introduced um their squad captain who um oh yeah yeah he was pretty funny uh i'm a big fan of full metal jacket <laughs> <laughs> this guy was so funny uh he definitely has like the uh that lovable hard ass energy oh yeah and he's hard but he loves his yeah, uh, his troops he's harsh but he's fair yeah. and he's cared he cares a lot and they also hinted at Yuki, the the female member of the team, and I really liked how they introduced her. That uh, she was always present. She had a very strong presence, but she we didn't get to know her yet. And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited for next episode when I think this is when the they'll introduce why the trio um, gets together. Yeah, it gets together. Yeah, and yeah, for sure, how they become who they are in the present day. Yeah, also very interested in Daigo's mystery right i feel like yeah. that's going to be like the got going i don't on. know if it's going to be like a three episode arc stretch or like the whole season but he definitely is hiding something uh and uh i think that's why they put it in shun's perspective first because it's it's about him like he was Dang, this hot man. shot yeah he's like you know what are we saying he was like 19 he was like the first one to ever like get into the the 50 man corp yeah. to, to train and everything like that so he's like this big deal but then he meets these two people daigo and yuki and you know they're way better at him physically uh mm-hmm. probably better at him mentally too and, and now he's trying to like find a a weakness in daigo to try to like lower him down so he can be top of the top of the class i feel like once he understands what he's doing it for then they become closer is that about yeah uh pushing one down is about working together to yeah. you know become better together versus uh, yeah i really like that uh shun's initial opinion of daigo is i wish i could drag this guy down to my level so yeah that yeah I, I wouldn't feel so weak and i thought that was such a relatable kind of perspective that's how cocky it was yeah yeah the way he was describing himself i'm like wow this this guy's a big deal and then they were doing those fucking like shuttle runs and they were running back and forth and mm-hmm. Daigo and Yuki are like, you know, or Yuki was like kind of breathing hard, but not as bad as like all the other guys. And yeah. Daigo was just fucking standing up straight. And I was like, there's a power yeah. dynamic Daigo's already. You can tell compared to everyone else. Yeah. Yes. 750 squats at the end of that episode. I'm like, I'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Fuck off. Sure. Fuck off. <laughs> But yeah, very, very interested to see how it goes. Also, that beginning as seen where it's like in the future, I want to know what the fuck is happening. Oh my goodness. Like oh yeah, all of Tokyo so is like fucking... on fire. The entire city. <laughs> what happened? So I'm I'm very interested. I feel like that's like that's like final arc of the season kind of thing where uh, we'll finally get to see why Tokyo is like up in flames like that. But uh I feel like I'm in it for the long run to to see why why and how it happened. Uh okay. Looks like we can move on to the next anime. Back to the trivia board with Lance getting to pick the next category. Uh, let's go um, Pokedex entries for 100. Okay, Pokedex entry for 100. Buzz is cleared. Okay, here we go. The daunting Pokemon Pangoro is said to have duels with which Pokemon? A, Pyroar, B, Lycanroc, 
C. Obstagoon or D. Ursaring? Uh, Plitchy, you have buzzed in first. What is your answer? Uh, D. Ursaring? You are incorrect. It is not Ursaring. Lance giving the fucking <laughs> finger wag. <laughs> All right, hot shot. See offs the goon. Well, hot shot is correct. It oh, is see offs the goon. It was like in rock. <laughs> Uh, the Pokemon is good to anger and has no problem using his uh, prodigious strength to get in his way. It lives for duels against Obstagoon. Uh, I don't know exactly why, uh, but that was the sword and shield entry when Obstagoon yeah. was first introduced. I like so. that when they retroactively add lore to this Pokemon, but also older Pokemon too. Yeah. That's always yeah, fun. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm starting to see with a lot of these Pokedex entries that like later Pokemon starts having a uh, history with the uh, older Pokemon and it becomes like this whole world building thing. So very interesting. Uh, okay, Lance, you have one trivia question yet again. So that means you get another shot at the board. What would you like? Um, let's talk about uh, 100 girlfriends who really, 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 really love you. All right, that's one actually really, but that's okay. Okay, yeah, I thought I was miscounting for a second there. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. We still love you. Uh, so, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. definitely a lot of passion from the animation team. <laughs> it's the first thing yeah. I want to compliment this show on, is that um, this is another one of those Call Me Son kind of projects. Wild, yeah. They take the source material, and I imagined that this is this could be like okay i haven't read the manga yet but i feel like this could be one of those stories where like the manga artist sees the animation and he cries from how much passion and love you can sense oh. from the animation team yeah absolutely because you know some of the shots you know especially the you know the steel shots you could definitely tell those are manga panels uh and stuff like that especially like the you know the the one shots of the girls and everything like that looking all mm-hmm. cute and shit. Uh, but it definitely has that, like, they try to be wild in the manga, but it's it's still a rom-com, you know? It's still supposed to be funny, so they don't get too crazy with the, the action and stuff like that, except for certain characters. And uh, definitely uh, good good uh, f- uh, first foot forward, for, for sure, for someone that, re- that has read the manga. Uh, I was afraid, because I'm not saying the studio is bad, but you know the track record doesn't carry uh enough to make me believe uh that they had the money and the passion to to animate it the way it should be but uh i think they did a pretty good job that first episode the voice actors did an amazing job too the voice they really delivered fantastic oh yeah um karane uh the sundere one her voice actor like just nailed it's, it oh it's it's yeah Eno. it's you know from uh, i thought from that she sounded really familiar yeah. um yeah <laughs> sound exactly like possibly her. Didn't change anything one of the next like rising star sundares like yep well actually she Made doesn't do the trope. too many sundares that was her that was her main sundare yeah but she hasn't done she's been kind of all over well, the she place rizu but rizu is not really a sundare she's more like a kudare i guess yeah oh wow she's the fucking oh she's choo-choo uh, Pink, yeah, Choo Choo from Wow, wow, from yeah, Witch from Mercury, yeah. nice. So she's got a couple yeah. in the bank, but she's very diverse. Impressive but, voice uh, work. She she fucking nailed the uh, the classic Sundere uh, type yeah. vibe. Yeah, I haven't seen like a really like purebred 
Sundere character <laughs> in a while. Usually it's like it's been a while, yeah. Yeah, usually they're like you know, they're There's a little like an extra notch. They're a little diluted or under-seasoned. Yeah. Yeah, a little, like, a little <laughs> angry. Something's missing. Yeah, but they're not, uh, like, a true tsundere. This was a... Karani is a true tsundere. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. glad you guys noticed that and pointed that out, because that's uh, that's kind of, like, the running joke that they have with her, because she's, like, she's the straight man in a lot of jokes, but they still, like, you know, you're still a tsundere. You're, you're, you're like, the most tsundere mm-hmm. we're ever going to get, and she, like, she'll take it up notches and notches, because mm-hmm. uh, that's just who she is. Uh, but I'm glad that you guys uh, like the the girls because I mean obviously they're main cells so it's make or break. Well, we're also them. not in those um, god awful situations where you know there's miscommunication. It's just all all good, all jokes. Yes, yeah, yeah. all jokes. It just keeps going. There's no stop or pause or mm-hmm. like, awkward interruptions. Yeah, it's just about the lives of of uh, Rentro and his. Uh, his hundred girlfriends and I think that's why I like this harm so much because it just it just cuts out all the bullshit of the chase and uh trying to figure out if they like each other if they not like each other and just like just straight up wholesome I love these girls I'm gonna do whatever I can to make these girls happy uh and it's just like silly uh family fun time with them so I am interested to see where they go uh, as far as like episode to episode, if they can keep up like this level of like octane energy, because it really was just nonstop. Uh, is this a four yeah. coma? No. Okay. No. It had like that four coma feel of like every other second was a punchline. Yeah, I. You know, it gets crazier down the road because like, you know, I'm at the point now. I'm not. I'm not fully caught up, but I'm up to twenty one girlfriends. So. Like, I I think it feels like a four coma, but that's only because like every person's got to like, you know, do their line or do their bit, uh, you know, because of this characteristic of them and stuff like that. So uh, you kind of start building blocks with all these these girls and seeing what kind of joke you can make out of it. So it's very like, you know, this joke, that joke, this joke, this this character does this because of that character. And uh, it's it feels kind of organic sometimes that like certain characters relate or like react to certain other characters because of what they do. Uh, that's how uh, yeah. unique these girls are. No, definitely be what I expect. Uh, the main thing that keeps the the show going is yeah. introducing new characters. Cause you know, when you have as straightforward of a tsundere as you can, as straightforward of a, I don't know what Hanazono is. Um, she's thirsty? just, is she the thirsty uh, girl? Yeah. yeah, she's absolutely the thirsty girl. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like how how long can they keep this up? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a game they have to keep towing. I I feel like that way with the manga. It's just like whenever we get comfortable with the the current amount of girlfriends, they're just like time to go, boom, time to slap in another one. Sometimes certain chapters are like for certain girls because they try to make a certain like stupid pun. Uh, with the chapter number and stuff like that, or uh, a certain character does something and the char- another character needs to be introduced. So uh, it's going to be very punny, uh, that's for sure. I don't know how that'll translate to English subs, but, you know, I guess we'll see. Uh, okay, back to the board. Uh, Lance, you two for two. Can you make it three for three? Let's see. Um, let's go for Pikmin Treasure for 500. Uh, Pikmin treasure for 500. Here we go. 
the NES Classic Edition controller without the cable is the picture they are looking at. What did they name this treasure? Uh, A, Reality Orchestrator. B, Being Operator. C, World Governor. Or D, Life Controller. Uh, uh, <laughs> Lance, yeah, buzzed in first. What is your answer? Uh, let's go for World Governor. You are incorrect. It is not World Governor. Uh, Plenty, you have buzzed in as well. What is your answer? A, a reality orchestrator. You are also incorrect. It is actually life controller. Uh, Olimar's notes, I like pressing the different directions on the mathematical symbol, but there's something captivating about the two round buttons. Can't help but want to push them over and over as fast as I can. I don't want to break them, but I don't want to stop either. Uh, and Louis notes, nothing and no one tells me what to eat. So, I don't know, really know where you got from that, but uh, since you have both miss uh, the trivia question, looks like I get next shot uh, of the anime to talk about. Let's, you know what? Let's talk about Shangri-La Frontier because of all the animes that we watch, and I know there's a whole bunch of better ones. I don't know why, but the trash person inside of me screams for more of this show. Uh, that first episode was uh, as good as I expected it to be from, from, from the setup and the synopsis. Uh, and I don't know. I've just been kind of missing the MMO aspect of, uh, of, of anime that they can adapt to. And, uh, most times and not when I'm reading them in, in, in manga and stuff like that, I'm just like, man, I really want this game to be alive. I want to see it in action. Right. You know, I, I want the game to be real. You know, that's, that's kind of like the pull you have with the VR MMOs, uh, setups and stuff like that. And I'm still kind of in that log horizon blue because, I wanted it to be better, but after that first season, it just kind of like got too convoluted and boring. But this one feels like the right amount of character and development and how cocky is, but also the video game aspect where like you get to explain this, the, the, the system and how it works and how this world works and stuff like that. And, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see more of, uh, of this world yeah. and, and this character. Yeah. You, uh, mentioned Log Horizon when we finished the episode, and it reminded me of you know those that same feeling of watching Log Horizon for the first time, and yeah. the line that the character says towards the end of the episode where he's like, I think he's semi talking to the audience, but he's like, you know, mm -hmm. that feeling, the new world, learning everything. Yeah. He's experiencing that, and we're also going to experience that for the game and also in anime. So mm -hmm. it's just like. They know exactly what they're doing, what they're appealing to. Oh yeah, and it's pretty greatly written too. Like, yeah, I like I like to set up. He's just a guy that plays trashy games, and then all of a sudden, he can mm -hmm. play a game that wow, I can enjoy this game. It's not mm -hmm. buggy, you know. I can have fun, you know. He's grinding like a motherfucker, and it's good uh, justification for any future like uh, internal monologue or reasoning that comes from the character, and not mm -hmm. just. I'm a gamer. I'm a specific time of gamer. So this is why this is why yeah. he's going to approach things this way. Yeah, yeah. It gives him credibility. Like, it's like if he can play the shittiest games and like categorize them and, you know, if they can be replayable or not. And, you know, you know, he's and played a lot of games. It. So <laughs> yeah, speed run it. Yeah. That so makes then you like know authority for the video game now. For sure. And uh, that, that'll be fun to see, especially with him and 
Uh, I can only assume the girl that's in love with him is going to be the bunny. Uh, how they interact with each other because she's obviously go- probably going to be a first time gamer. Uh, That'd be but, interesting dynamic, yeah. Like maybe you know she falls in love with the, the video game and then she gets all you know fucking uh, crazy about it and uh, really into it and stuff like that. And it's kind of like that's fun, right? Like you know you always want to get your friends to like what you like and if they all of a sudden start liking it like crazy then that brings in like a a certain form of a euphoria uh for you getting them into that whatever that is so we haven't seen like a anime that really like the main attraction of the anime is the video game itself normally i, f- I feel like we've seen a lot of like video game themed animes but it wasn't about like the game system the game system was just, you know, the mo uh, the engine. Yeah, the engine to get to the story that they want to tell, either like a romance or like a character um uh sorry for yeah. the character's growth. Um or Shang-Li a guy Lung. pissing his pants. Oh yeah, or a guy pissing his pants. Uh... Or or Yamada kun has to get to level nine hundred ninety nine or <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, like one of those things. Um yeah. but I actually feel like like Shangri La is itself an important attraction for oh yeah to watch this show because you want to know more about this world and like the game mechanics are cool and yeah uh, the enemies he fights are cool and the the ways that you can make your characters is interesting yeah mm-hmm. like i think that's why i love reading you know mangas or light novels about vr mmo because like these these mmos are like organically growing with the players whenever a player is thinking about something unique it just becomes a part of the world and then it, it becomes a part of the system. It's like an ever-growing system uh, that that works and stuff like that. So I always enjoyed like, especially with character, where the 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 system where like characters got to do a certain thing so many times, and they unlock like a certain like uh, skill tree or like a certain skill mm-hmm. uh, only because they like you know actually worked on that thing multiple times. Like you know, you kill a hundred rabbits, now you get plus one speed because. You're fighting, you know, one of the fastest enemies in the beginning world and stuff like that. It's always uh, that ever-growing uh, skill tree, and you know, it's not just like it's just there, and then you just try to like uh, figure out how to get there. It's like you just randomly, you know, encounter it because you know you just did, been doing something uh, over and over. So uh, very interested to see how how much further they get with that. And you know, if you close your eyes, you don't even know it's a video game. You just think it's just a fantasy uh type of anime and uh it's good I'm, I'm very tired of uh if you die in a game you die for real <laughs> type uh type of uh mmos so i'm just glad that it's just just straight just a video game and just having fun so uh okay couple more uh since you guys have both missed it looks like i will roll a dice all right <laughs> like let's a get counting baby one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, no, twenty. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, whatever. Pokedex entry for two hundred. I can't count. Um, okay. You guys. I never came my friends because I counted it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you could have just okay, chose one at random and been like, okay, that was nineteen. Uh, a male pyro's mane can heat up to how much during battle? A over thirty six hundred. It fights obsidian. B over fifty two hundred. Uh, C over thirteen hundred or D over seventy four hundred Fahrenheit. 
Uh, Lance, you have buzzed in first. What is your answer? I've learned from these Pokedex entries to not assume uh -huh. that Pokemon are gods and can do infinite insanity. I'm going to choose the one that on seems that note. pretty mildly believable and grounded. I think it heats up to 3,600. Well, sir, you got me. It was over 3,600 <laughs> Fahrenheit. Uh -huh. uh, that's how hot the main gets uh, when it's uh, doing during battle. Uh, the temperature of his breath, however, can go over to 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. So, But it doesn't use it on its prey. Apparently, it just likes to eat raw meat. So it doesn't like to cook its meat. I don't know why that Pokedex entry had to put it in that way, but you know. Being Pyro's one of the ones that judges people if they eat well steak. Yeah. <laughs> As he should. Raw, maybe. Raw. I want that thing to still be breathing. <laughs> if you can choose another anime for us. Uh, getting ever closer to Fyodan, but not okay. yet. But not yet. Why not? I don't know. Could talk about it now. <laughs> Use up all the rest of the time. Um, I know someone else will definitely pick it. Unless we go this whole episode and don't talk about it, that'd be pretty atrocious. <laughs> um, right, that's all the time we have for today's episode. I think I want to talk about. Do I want to talk about the Kingdoms of Ruin? I don't know if I really want to talk about that show. I I think I think we said what we had to say when yeah, we were think, saying I, we were we going to talk about it or not. very briefly, and that's about that's everything. about it. Yeah, let's talk about Undead Unluck. Okay, the our Shonen, yeah, uh, of the season. This one is the Shonen Jump entry of the season, right? Yep. Okay. Um, if I was twelve years old. I would 100% love this show. Saturday morning cartoon oh, kind yeah. of vibes. I would yeah. <laughs> I would buy every single edition of Shonen Jump and I'd read the hell out of this. The main character is the most testosterone poisoned character I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Just yeah. the fact Andy. that he spent 90% of his name is fucking Andy. Um, his, yeah. <laughs> he spent 90% of this episode dick out. Just yeah facing the world and yeah uh that said very shonen it was exactly <laughs> and i love it it's it exactly <laughs> as advertised um oh absolutely from what i've been told because i i haven't read all this one all the way through i only read the first volume of this one i've been told that in later volumes it gets more and more complex and is not just purely uh shonen trash like yeah. it is in the in the beginning part first so. episode was pretty simple on the nose yeah yeah explain the characters explain what they do what their powers are Here's there's a big baddie organization a that's girl. after them the boy yeah. is just insane the girl is pretty helpless and has big boobs that's about all you need to know yeah and she had bald, uh, beautiful hair that's a not bunch short of hair. people die when they fight the boy so he's pretty <laughs> epic or even touch the girl right so with her with her unlucky streak uh, it can get pretty brutal. I mean, she fucking brought down a meteorite, for God's sakes, uh, to yeah. to kill the guy. Yeah. But from what I've been told, yeah, it's it's crazy fun, but uh, it does get better. The writing definitely crazy fun uh, and the storylines uh, down the line. So, but yeah, that first episode, I was like, holy shit, that was a lot. At one point, I was it's like, a lot. this is this is a lot. But it looks good. The animation like, was 
fantastic. It, it, like I'm very surprised because it, it, it's one of these like very unhinged shows where I feel like you want to like take a step back because you know one you can't handle the animation of that of how unhinged it is, and two, uh, you don't want to go that wild. But it, it did pretty good for itself. Uh, I think last time I saw like being pretty decent animation was Fire Force and. Even that uh, took a lot of shortcuts on his first episode, so uh, good first step forward uh, for them in David Productions. Also, Andy's voice actor, this guy, man, Nakamura Yuichi. This guy's been like a staple in anime for like a decade now, over a decade, and uh, he's his voice is great. He, it feels like Gojo. I can hear a little bit, but you could definitely tell there's just a just this unhinged uh madness uh into his voice and uh it's really good because he can play like a hot boy character brilliantly flexible guy yeah yeah so serious characters silly characters shady characters so uh he is all over <laughs> the place but uh definitely definitely a guy that will continue to wow us with the future uh future characters uh okay back to the board uh lance you got that last one right so yeah another pick uh let's go uh world record for 300 a world record for 300 okay the largest human matches dominoes was achieved in rio de janeiro on august 6 2019 how many people participated in the event a 18 people, B, 1,740 people, C, 1,128 people, or D, 589 people. Raph, what's the call on that? What? Oops. I hit it way too early. He wasn't even done, like, saying the Why smart answer. Why the question? I fat-fingered the mouse. It's fine. All right, Flinchy, you fat-fingered first. What? What is your uh, answer? A. 2019 people. Well, it's a good thing you cheated because that is the correct answer. <laughs> a 2019 people. The whole world record Cheaters attempt lasted 11 minutes and 13 seconds. Uh, after the record attempt, all 2019 mattresses were donated to charity. Wow. So. That's such a, such a specific record. You're going to have to force yourself to fall. Imagine if one guy didn't fall and just ruined it. <laughs> just like a tank yeah, of like a guy. It totally like, misses him, and he's like, "Oh!" Uh, and he <laughs> yeah. just throws himself. <laughs> yeah. See, if I was there, I would fall too early. Mm -hmm. Oh God! <laughs> just <ruined laughs> yeah, <he> just <laughs> You're the last oh, one. You already fall. Well, I'm sure even 2018 mattresses falling is still the war record. I I don't know what the previous one is, but I don't know if anyone's stupid enough to gather 2,000 mattresses to make this happen, so. Oh, yeah, the mattresses. Ooh. But they were able to donate all to charity, so at least it's something good came out of it. Uh, okay, Plinchy, you got that question correct, so that means you get our next pick of the anime. What would you like? Let's talk about Freerin, because I could talk about Spy Family, but there's not really much for the other animes other than, it was so good, I loved it. Yeah, Five episodes that we have watched. Five episodes. At least so many 
that first week. So uh, plenty to talk about. All I have to say is that this is a masterpiece. It is just, it's got that that five star, five course shit going on. I think better than um, a lot of the other animes that I usually give it to. I, this is like on another league. God, I can't tell. That was really funny. I'm just really tired. Five course, five star shit meal. Fucking fantastic. I love the way you <laughs> it's described so that. so good. Like the writing, the dialogue. We, we gushed about it like going yeah. through all five oh, yeah. episodes, but the way that they show the interactions between the characters scenes where no one's talking um but they they take the moment to let you sit and look at the characters just mm-hmm. be present yeah just taking whatever happened in and understanding them more not based off of their vocal reactions but yeah. how they're going about their life and the main character she's so she's so interesting I definitely have thoughts of like, maybe she's on the spectrum. She's so. Mm. <laughs> I think she is on the spectrum. And a lot of the like, I think it's the no, it's not the first episode when she picks up the girl. Uh, I forget her name, the purple-haired girl, and Fern. she Fern. They're ha- Fern, yeah, and they're having the conversation of Fern's like, "You really love magic," and Fr- mm-hmm. uh, Freerun's like, "No, I. It's the same as you." That was that was the first time where I was like, mm, something isn't. It's not the same. She yeah, doesn't she's not connect. lying. She truly believes that, and mm-hmm. she's she just has like this completely different. It's not a wrong interpretation, but she just has a different outlook on life, and like that's the whole point of the show. They they start with that with episode one. She's an elf. Yeah. She doesn't see time the same as us. So I yeah. love how consistent they keep that through. It's not just about aging and time. I'm assuming your perspective, that, yeah, yeah, the way that she is, whether she's on the spectrum or it's because of the way that she was raised as an elf, and she's just fucking yeah. off. I, we don't even know how old she is, right? No, she's old. She's yeah, very old. old, quite old. I, you know, at least a couple hundred. So, um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I agree on that. The writing, I think, has been the one that stands out to me the most because. There are times where like, especially with a lot of anime that we watch, where I always feel like, oh, the line is okay, but the voice actor carries it to the next level where Mm -hmm. they interpret it a certain way or say it a certain way, or you can feel the emotion from it. I I think this is the first time in a long time that I ever felt like the writing is the other way where just like the voice acting, you know, it's great. It's, it's cool. You know, it's, you know, they're doing their jobs and stuff like that, but the writing makes it so much more impactful and it's those moments and i think they've done it almost every episode but the one that stood out to me the most was when they were hanging out with the aizen the the dwarf guy oh yeah and they were talking about time and how 10 years is only uh one hundredth of a oh i know know, the line you're talking of a of a time of of an elf and he brought that back uh at the end of the episode is like look you you know a one hundredth of you changed uh in that time period and i just thought they love doing that those little like one-liners or like one moments of a conversation at the beginning of the episode bring it back full circle for for to you know not evolve but just to grow as a character you know because she's every episode it's just her becoming more and more open and more and more 
uh, unique in a way because at the beginning of the ep- the beginning of the the season, right? She's just like this very mute, boring, you know, elf that just always focuses on on magic and nothing else. And the ten year journey has just been a just a journey. That's it. But every episode after that, the the people that she's met, the people that she's opened up to, and stuff like that, she's really making use of what she said earlier, where she wants to be more open in her journeys after uh, 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 Himmo dies. And I'm glad, you know, just, I'm glad like every episode is just like fucking her just being more and more open. I f- it feels like at the end of this journey, she's going to be like almost a completely different character. But me yeah. going on that journey with her, uh, I can be happy and accept that, accept all that. There are certain nice touches about this anime that I think make it go from very good anime to something very special. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the music sells it a lot. Woo! I I always Those found, montage music. Yeah, the montage music mm-hmm. is excellent. They have it every episode to show like the lapse of time. Yeah, the representation of time in the the anime is very is very very good. Um, their use of montages, uh, their use of every sort of every episode they show specifically what year it is and then how um, mm-hmm. not just what year because you know depending on when you hop on that can mean nothing to you. Um, how long it's been since uh, Friren has started her journey, uh, yeah. I think is very important. It's always X years after Himmel's death, yeah, right? After that's, the, death. that's the that's starting, the starting point. That's when her, yeah. her journey has started, really. Yep. And uh, now we can like very easily track how much Friren has grown and how much she's uh, developed since that day. And yeah, um, yeah she grows very... Uh, she grows very organically because it's one thing to cry for Himmel and say, I want to be a different person. I don't like who I am. Um, she doesn't change immediately. She still has her old habits like from the rest of yep. that episode and then the next episode. But then you can see her in little and small ways change until she those small ways become constants. And, she's and then trying. Yeah, she's trying yeah. every episode. And it's just such a an amazing way to show a character's growth. Yeah, for sure. And I like how you pointed out the time because it's very nice to know where we're at. Fucking Fumetsu, I have I have no I idea know. how long time has passed. Half the time, when were there? What era it is? What's I don't this? Know. What what we're doing? How old and it, Fushi is. Yeah, and and it's needed because like so much time has passed. I gotta know like you know uh, you know where we're at to understand like why we're here and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Where. You know, Fira, and it, it just feels nice. I know we're not like fucking fast forwarding 50, 100 years like yeah. we, we did in Fumetsu, but just the small year increments is nice to see. Because the only other like thing that we can see physically to tell that time is passing is Fern getting fucking yeah, big. Fern getting tall. Holy shit. She is, be- she is like a fucking adult now. And it's just fucking mm-hmm. wild to see like from episode three, you're seeing her like a, a small child oh. trying to shoot a rock mm-hmm. for her to being a young lady. But it doesn't uh, feel short, jarring either. Time. Like I no. Yeah. You know, of course you point out, oh, Fern's getting so big. But it's not like, you know, kinda like in Shield Hero when um uh Well Raftalia became a child yeah, to a Raftalia. fucking <laughs> uh, raccoon it, furry. It, yeah, in raccoon in raccoon um age goes over a, a month from being like Yeah, that's a game mechanic. Eight it's like 20 yeah the game mechanic yeah agent. yeah that's like jarring and i'm like i'm not ready for you to be an adult yet i, I want to yeah. see you like grow and like 
and, and like become like the person you're meant to be. And and Fern, I feel that that progression mm-hmm. with her. I feel there's like a subtleness. Yeah, yeah. She's going from being like a small child to becoming like more mature, more independent, having thoughts. Yeah. Um, that uh, having different outlooks on things that she used to be okay with now that bother her or learning yeah. to understand things that she didn't understand as a kid. It's it's uh, amazing to see her grow too. Yeah, her scenes would fit in and just like just her understanding who this person is and just trying to learn to like live with it because she's a fucking messy ass person, but yeah. oh, she can be thoughtful. They're so funny together too. They're so cute. Yeah. I love and them. She can tell that Frieden is trying. She's trying to understand mm-hmm. her, and it's the first time she's ever done it, you know. And 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 to give her that space to like learn mm-hmm. on the fly. So she says, like, you know, it's not like Himmel and the rest of them were like the same age as Frieden when they were traveling, but they were like they're peers, you know. They're they're all mm-hmm. part of the same party. They're all part of the same adventure. But now Frieden is a she's kind of like a master, you know, it's like Fern is kind of her apprentice at that point. So, yeah. uh, usually when you see a master, you think they have it all down and they have all the expertise, but, uh, Fern is kind of a baby still in terms of human interaction. So, uh, it's, it's nice to know that Fern like lets her, you know, get those growing pains and learning. Cause she's trying to learn too, of how to interact with her and, you know, how to get closer to her and stuff like that. So very interested to see them in the future and how Stark, the new warrior character uh fits into it because i think he can be very interesting too uh a strong coward yeah i'm really interested to see how stark grows too because that if he develops the same way that they develop fern and and freedom over time i'm super excited to see where mm-hmm. where he goes yeah and you know where he'll eventually be oh i also really like how they incorporate the old party, Himmel, uh, Hader, yeah. and uh, Eisen. Because we don't, you know, uh, we didn't start like the first episode following their every movement. So we understand them and then we lose them eventually. Um, mm-hmm. They're told through flashbacks primarily. And I think that's a really, really smart way to um, keep them not just relevant. relevant. Yeah, as the story yeah. moves on, they're always remembering them and encountering things that reminds a uh, free run of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's just such a, a cool way to, to keep them as almost like main characters in an ongoing yeah. story when they have already, their time has already passed. I think that's such a For sure. interesting way to keep they, them relevant. I like that we're learning more as Fern is learning through yeah, Frieden traveling and, with Frieden. Mm-hmm. So like the idea of Fern hearing everything and also like that that moment when they're talking to the dwarf and the dwarf straight up like you used to never care about people. Mm-hmm. So I like to yeah. think that Fern is there and understanding Listening and understanding. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. These are people who are close to her who know her and they're saying that about her. So. <laughs> yeah. They 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 kind of bring in life lessons. And I think that's the the beauty of these characters. Not just about like what they mean to fear and at that time, but they also like when she thinks back at that time you know, there's something that she probably didn't see the first time around, but now yeah, remembering but it, now she, she can see a lesson. Mm-hmm. And now she was. understands what they were trying to give to her and stuff like that. And 
it just makes her more human oh, uh being like able to sun, sunrise scene oh that was such an amazing oh, scene. oh my god it's not about the sunrise it's about the people you spend the time yeah. with watching that <gasps> they didn't even have to say anything it was just her yeah, looking at bird and they then did smiling not spell it out like that oh my god yeah oh that's the when you said um the show's bringing back the future or like the past characters mm-hmm. um i think it's the opening there's a scene where Freeran is standing in the middle and in front of her is the old party and behind her is Fern and Stark and they like split away or like they like converge and it's like two Freerans turning into one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was oh, I almost cried when I understood what was happening. It's so yeah. good in this show, the way they Whew. Yeah, they don't like they don't have like a character Fern doesn't sit down and write in a journal and say, Oh, Freeran is, is realizing that it's not yeah. looking at a sun sunrise that's important. It's it's that it's that yeah. it's that it's the friends we made along the way. It's the show. Oh the show like respects the viewers. Like, uh, one has confidence. Yeah, confidence in themselves that they can tell an amazing metaphor yeah. or yeah. Uh, a symbolism really well, and then also respects that the viewer is going to catch it too. The show is yeah. so brilliant, like that. Yeah. Well, what do we call them? Uh, like popcorn characters or like uh, yeah, characters in the stands, the that, peanut gallery. Yeah, have yeah. to like explain it in case you missed it the show is a masterpiece it, it's very engaging and interactive and, and to learn along along the way with them i'm excited if if we're shooting four episodes that first week i, I assume this is going to be a 24 episode season oh uh and I'm excited to see what they have uh, what they have in store. So, what do you guys think about them releasing four episodes out the gate as far as a strategy? What do you guys think of that? <laughs> because we've seen that like multiple times this season alone. But we've like seen, a long yeah, episode, we've seen, like the long ass episode. But this one was like two two episode long first episode. Nah, let's do four. That's just how much belief they have in this series, and I don't. I think that was. Pretty, I don't see why not. A pretty good. Um, I think it paid off whatever that strategy yeah. was like, it was For a good sure. bite of whatever story that they were telling Freerin's beginning her journey yeah. and then new, character. new characters old characters yeah. i mean it's only a small blip in her life right so that's kind of like <laughs> we just gave you a small blip of uh of the beginning part right there is a fucking this journey can go on almost forever at that point but this this manga has won a lot of awards uh i think like three or four over the past like four years uh so uh it's one of the big ones and you know people have been waiting a long time for for this one uh to get adapted people were like year one i think it was like 2020 when it first came out year one people were already like ready for this one to get adapted because uh uh it's just that feel good and just that wholesome very excited to see more hopefully it's a 24 episode season i'm i'm ready to just watch this for six months straight oh yeah uh well our thing i like about the characters um legacy characters it like ties in really well with time being so important in the show is that uh a lot of the characters that freeran uh meets are offsprings or um or older versions of fucking the demon guy (laughs) oh well (laughs) i mean there's case in 80 years yeah i mean that that shows like a lot of history in them that immediately like establishes a lot of history um with freeran but um i mean like kind of like the old man who's like the mayor of a village he used to be like this this oh, the kid guy that, flipped her, that skirt. flipped her skirt when he was like a little kid, and then she yeah. she meets him again, mm-hmm. and 
he's like the he's like the wise mayor of the town or something and that's like yeah it's just great to see this world is like evolving and then the two characters that are with frida now are the uh proteges of her old party members members, and that's kind of cool that frida is now you know the she gets a second shot (laughs) to yeah uh to her old party members um yeah uh, they're proteges oh the fucking fight scenes in this this show. I know this show isn't a, like a an action, you know, battle oh, anime yeah. type show, but holy shit, insane. when they want to show when off they the fight, they can fight the magic. Oh man, the sound show effects. Has it all. Yeah, uh, it's it's amazing. The, the small snippets. I don't. I'm like it's just enough. I'm not demanding more, but I'm definitely don't want less than what they've shown. Yeah. Uh, in these first couple episodes, yeah. and uh, I'm excited to see. Uh, what's in store for them so all right well with that we are all out of time for this week's episode of the podcast thank you very much for watching uh, or listening to this week's episode uh when these episodes come out please like comment subscribe share follow do whatever you can to help support the podcast uh we really appreciate it uh you know the more you guys uh, talk about us and share it to your friends and stuff like that the more we can build a community where you guys can join us at the round table and you know discuss anime with us we would love to hear you guys' uh, hot takes or what you like or what you dislike about you know the current week's episode of, uh episodes of anime so uh please help us out and build that community uh, follow us on our social media Twitter, Instagram, Threads or TikTok at the Wii Power Hour and uh, if you're looking for uh, us playing video games subscribe to the YouTube channel hit the notification bell and you can be notified when we do live streams uh, usually five days a week Tuesday to Thursday and Saturday to Sunday or if you're looking for more recorded gameplay sessions with all three of us in an episode uh, we do have a Let's Play series uh, currently we're on Danganronpa 2 uh, more episodes should be coming out of that soon uh, Sonic Frontiers uh, sh- I'm going to try to get done this month because the DLC just came out so uh, I want to get those episodes out so you guys can enjoy those uh, as well so it should see- be seeing some Sonic Frontiers episodes uh, later this month and uh, a lot more to come it, uh, a lot more games that we want to play and I think uh, our most popular one Project Eden Garden Chapter 1 should be coming out in the next couple of months. Uh, so we'll definitely be jumping on uh, Chapter 1 and uh, seeing Holy what they shit. have uh, worked on. So plenty of stuff, plenty of content from us coming your way uh, for the rest of uh, 2023. Uh, but other than that, I think it's time for us to head on out. So we'll see you guys. Same week time, same week place. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.